Good morning. Look out for your emails today and tomorrow because the Tfilah we just began will be in Psaic certainly on Tuesday night at Sadiq's Chasna and possibly even tomorrow night due to another Chasna. So it's not going to be the norm every week in honor of Mendy, who has less of a travel matzav, but you will be uh, notified both by email from here and from uh, Psaic. So please uh, look out for it. They have slightly different zmanim. Let's go to Shaftim Perik Yedala, the Pasek Yud. Just uh, one or two comments on Pasek Tess, which we finished with, and that is the honey that Shimshin already took to bring to his parents, to keep it up aim, always thinking of them, is eating himself. We raised the Shiloh, which the Ephraim discuss. Why wasn't this Asr Ba'achila? And of course, somebody from the Shir asked me, even if there's Nunti Mekel, why wouldn't it be Lifneiver? So I'm expecting somebody to ask that, since Lifneiver should be on your mind at least for another year or two. So, if you recall, if the Minig on something is Lahakal, or there's plenty of room to be made, even if you're Machmir, many hold there's no Lifneiver and handing it to somebody else. Over here, Everybody agrees it was Mutter. Shimshim was eating it also and giving it to his parents. The only Shailu was why. What was the problem? So we mentioned that if it's sitting in the carcass of an animal for a long time, maybe it's a Shailu of Kavush Kumavushal. So Kavush Kumavushal, one terrace is Sedin Maybe they weren't Masakin Durabanan yet. So it's still a separate entity and we don't say that it's kavush in the, the carcass of a lion has two problems. The lion is a vehemetamea, and the nevela is a nevela. So some say they didn't make the gzera kavush kumavushal. Some say it's only by a dava charif, like a brine or something like that. Others say that this is almost a year later. In many ways, they used to have an engagement, prepare for about a year, come back. So there's nothing left of the meat. This is a skeleton that gets into the whole gelatin shaylev, you have something, certainly a year plus, dried out, and there's no meat there. Did they make xera by bones? When it's completely dry or not, we're machmer and gelatin now, and the problem is gelatin is a more complicated shaylev, because it's not just the dry stuff. It's such a common and well-used product that they uh, don't have it so dried out. It used to be very dried out, but they made one big run, and there was such a demand. Now there's a big demand. They're using fresher raw materials. It's a different shayla than the original mekilim. And we have kosher gelatin runs, so we're not mekel today. Lamaisa, the whole shayla might not be nagea if it's just the skeleton, the rest of the veil, the rest of the carcass isn't there. Either way, you have one, two, three, or maybe more good teirutsim. It was kasher mahadrim and mahadrim. According to Moshit, isn't therefore there's no child by Shimshin who wouldn't look to be Makel and certainly not to feed it to his parents. The only exception is a very interesting comment from the Marshal. The Sukhi and Saita, a lot of which we'll be taking from. Saita spends a lot of time on Shimshin, so I didn't make copies yet. We'll probably see some of it inside, but 
Testament days in Saita, just show you one line. Later on, there's a Pasuk where it describes he killed a lot of plishtim with a jawbone, also of a behemoth And that's not exactly a weapon of choice. He just holds it in his hands and he wipes out a bunch of plishtim. And then, we can't get into the whole mindset now, why this happened, then he got extremely thirsty to the point that he was dehydrated, he was dying. And he davened in a kashbaruch who made an ace that a spring of water came out of the jawbone, like water out of a rock, similar ace. And the Gemara says that he was saved, but it wasn't a good simon. I'm Rabbi Yitzchak, Rabbi Ami, who Eva he had a shifa on some level for a davar tame. Davar tame over here is the isha tame, meaning isha plishtis, and therefore we save through a davar tame. Now, as we explained many times in the Vedak already, in the Hakdama mentions his whole design here and the whole mission which is already foretold by Nevuas Yaakov, you know, was that he'll be like a snake, he'll be undercover, he'll be striking here, there, and they won't know what to expect. So that it look erratic, so the plishtim won't strike back. He didn't, because he'll look like he's a traitor. And they'll just get so nervous from him, they'll hopefully stop attacking Yidin or not do it as much. And he does that job extremely well, except the fact that on his madriga, if this quote-unquote Avera Lashma is done not 100% Lashma and there's some 1%, 0.01% of, of Taiva or self-interest, then that's going to cause a problem. And that is the problem in this first marriage, the Yasha Be'enai. She was part of the plan. The Pusik's mayor that his parents didn't know that, but she was part of the plan. The question is, is there, was there another possibility to start up a depletion? There are many ways you could pick a fight. Did he have to marry her? Make a business partnership and uh, get into a fight that way. When he marries her, and this next part I, I didn't mention yet as a possibility, but it's going to become Magea today, he's going to pick his first fight by making a wager <coughs> at the Shevardbrook. He's going to ask them a riddle involving this lion. And they're not going to know the answer by possibly be extremely difficult to figure out the answer. Was it impossible? It wasn't impossible. If it's a carcass around somewhere in the environment and it's unusual to have a lion dead outside the village, maybe they could have figured it out. They won't, they didn't, and they're gonna threaten to torture her to get the secret out. And she is gonna betray Shimshin, her husband, and tell them. Like puts into question her allegiance, obviously, and the real kavanas of her Gerus, but that would be Dvarim Shabalev. Gerus is Chal, Bedeva, Bedeva, but it was Chal. And it's going to be pretty nicker, if we get to this Pasuk this week, that he's very annoyed at her, annoyed slash surprised. Like, what did you tell them? I'm, I'm your husband, I told you, you begged me and cried throughout the Chevrolet Brochus, and I finally tell you, because you drive me crazy, and this is why I'm going to tell you. This sounds like what's going to happen with Delila. This is the first... Exposure was going to happen later, it's far worse. And what'd you do it for? And he's angry. 
It's real anger. That part's not feigned anger. So it sounds like that wasn't necessarily part of the plan. The plan was that they're going to get frustrated, they're losing the bet, and they're going to lose money, and they're going to pay, and then he's going to pick a fight. That's already a business argument. So what went wrong? The answer is, unfortunately, don't say exactly what I'm pointing at, but I think this is what they're getting at, is that if something went wrong with the relationship, that's already a simon that maybe he shouldn't have been so invested in this relationship if it's all the prop and all part of the plan. Shemeshim would say, if I feel this is the only way to get him with the family to pick a fight, I have to treat her as a wife, which is true, and that has to be a relationship, and if it's affecting the Shalom bias, you got to do something. And that's also true. The question is, how much of this was necessary in the plan? And that's very complicated. I just gave you a number of options. You can understand why Shemeshim is going to make a mistake. But here's my Madriga... Hard to perceive this, but Shemshun could have apparently. He got a little bit too uh, involved with his eyes or with his emotion, and it's going to affect him. It's going to affect him right away, and it's going to affect the Ruchnius is no longer going to be 100% Lushma. And hence the Simonim over here that a lion attacks him. Be careful. He's taking honey. Now, this Gemara over here with the drawbone is not talking about the lion, Pashtis. Talking the drawbone represented that he has to be saved in water from a drawbone, which is a muscle animal that's stomach. So the lotion over here is Amar Yitzchak, the bear of Ami, who evil ladavar tami, the fichon lechaya bedavar tami. Mashon, this Gemara, the Tessa Beis, says it's a reference to the original marriage and the honey from the lion. That also came from a Dover tummy. Ah, we have a term, there's no Xera, and it's not a Dover Kharif, and it was a skeleton that's dried. All the heterim, but glot 100% it wasn't, and Marshall says it's a reference to the lion also. Fascinating. So, all, all of you ask me after Sheer, well, isn't it Treif on some level? The answer is probably not. Maybe not a great sign of where things are headed. So, that was Pasuk Test. Now, let's go to Pasuk Yud and let's see what happens with this new marriage that's going to get off the ground in a pretty uh, shaky way, and part of that is the plan. The question is, did it have to go wrong to this extent? Got a Pasigud. If you have a Navi, and if you have a Messias Hasharim. Then just take, um, there should be some more Naveem in the back, no? That'll be right out. Okay, Perigidalad, Pasagyud. Vayered Aviu El Haisha. So, Shimshan's father comes to help him set up the Hasana. Rashi says, Al Iske Isisam. That was the Prerogative and the shibud, really, this prerogative of the husband. It's not a lachim shisina. You see from the sugging subis that the husband paid for the chasna. Also, the sugiyas on setting it up, and then the rachmalaslan is avelus, and then we're afraid the uh, sudas not going to be used, and they won't be able to pay again. And it was clear that the husbands paid. 
Sociologically, that changed and became the Kala and the Kala family's Shibud, or variations thereof, Rashi Tevis, that I'm sure some Halach Moshe Sinai somewhere, like Flop, Rashi Tevis, somewhere goes back to Sinai, or some other uh, format. But it's clear in the time of the Navi and the time of the Gemara, it was his responsibility. So his father comes to help him set it up. And the Pasuk, interestingly enough, is explaining that the Bachar would take care of it. Bachar, his family, his father in this case, came down. His mother was there as well. It's interesting, he mentions the father. The father is in terms of the Achrayas of helping and paying. You could tie it, maybe the mother wasn't there because she was upset about the whole chasna. She still didn't understand it, but that's a chiddush that needs a riot. At some point, what? No, because the father sets up the thing. The mother doesn't, but, because it's the father's responsibility to help him. But today it would be the mother, but she's the one setting up the decor and the flowers and the. It's hard to know, hard to make a diak like that. That would be a big diak if that were true. That she would boycott her. They were they didn't understand it. <coughs> they didn't understand the pasuk says it was part of the plan, and she was an avia. The Malach told me instruction, but some of they figured it out at some point. So I'm not. Yeah, the parents help. Right, right. No, they. they the second part of the pasuk though is Kikei meaning it's the. Hassan's side's responsibility to take care of this. That's the point. And Layla's father came to help out. Fahi Kereisa Masai, so happy to see him, getting ready for the Pasna, Vichu Shleshim Meirein Veiu Itoi. He didn't come with any friends. Why not? Not because he didn't have any. It's because the whole thing was unusual, to say the least. And if his parents were still questioning, can imagine what everybody else was thinking. And Shimshin agreed with them. He doesn't want to start a minig, start a precedent that uh, we should look in Eretz Klishtim for Noshim Natsotzitkanias who want to be a Magyar. Not an agenda he's interested in pushing out, all he's interested in keeping people away in the whole. Matzav wasn't good. He had to be there because that was his job and a very unusual job and he's going to try to make it work. So he sort of like disinvited everybody. To the extent it looked odd, he came alone. It was him, his parents, let's assume, both. Vizehu, it doesn't even sound like he invited his cousins or uncles and aunts. And the other side felt, well, you need some chaverim for the chasna, zayimei mishta, shushpinim. So they assigned 30 bacharim to be with him. V'yichu shleishim mereim v'yuitoi. There's a shayla by chasnas, how many people you need. Yeshiv has always struggled with the shayla, how many bacharim should go. You might say they're, you know, empty out the yeshiva. I was wondering, I never heard anybody quote this number. This is a number? You say the number is made up by the police team. Okay, but it's a number that made sense. 30? So, just a suggestion. It's not a tiny number. It's not five. It's not 10. 
And many Chassan would say, well, we were looking for like 90 or 100. Okay. Just pointing out, this is the only number we have in all of Tanakh. The other people, they need dancing. And it doesn't say how many pieces they had in the band. 30 is a big number here because it's clear, as you'll see in a moment, they spent the entire Zayimei Mishnah with him. They weren't just assigned for an hour of dancing for the first dance, the second dance. They were assigned, like, they before the chasna and stay with him, Shishpinim. So, that's the number they used. So Shimshin is not going to waste any time. He's here for a clear purpose. He's got a mission, and the Shimshin, see, does not get distracted. So right away, at the beginning of the Shevard Baruchus, he poses the following riddle. I have a riddle, and we're going to make a wager. If you don't put money into the deal, it's not going to become a mechalikas. Stop ask a riddle, and they don't get it. No, no. They're not here to win a board game. But if you put money into the mix, it'll probably become a fight if they don't get it, which is exactly what he's trying to do. You have to be pretty brave. He's sitting in Eretz Plishti. Picture, I don't know, Gaza City. And his people are acting somewhat friendly because it is a chasna and he's marrying one of their own. But they're terrorists. And they're terrorizing the countryside and they're robbing and stealing and killing people. In between. Right now they're all friendly. But you gotta remember during the chasna who you're with and what your purpose is and who you're trying to scare and who you can trust, who you can't trust. And a lot of this is gonna be about trust. So he thinks, as I mentioned ten minutes ago, he thinks he could trust his new wife. And I don't believe it was part of the plan that she Mustama is gonna betray him and then he's gonna look like he's getting angry at her. I don't think that was part of the plan. She's gonna betray him and he's gonna be angry at her. She expected they're just going to try to figure out the riddle, and they won't, and they're going to get angry. That's fine. But it doesn't go exactly per plan in that regard, as we will see soon. So you have seven days to figure it out. You have the whole Shavar Brochus, the rest of Shavar Brochus. And if you figure it out, then I will give you 30 sets of 30 people. Sardinium, nice sheets. This is before Walmart. And you can't, uh, they didn't mess produce anything. This stuff was expensive. And uh, 30 types of clothing, uh, suits, and like this valuable stuff. And if you don't get the answer, So, very simple wager. You win, you get this, I win, I get it. So go right ahead. Remember, in the context of this is like instead of juggling and eating fire, and he said, I'll throw you a riddle, make a tumult, and I'll uh, have a good time. Which is great, I'll have a great time, until they realize a few days in, that this is a tough riddle. And we're not figuring it out so quickly, and 
This might be costly. It's already not too balanced because if he loses, he's going to pay them 30 of them. If they lose, they're going to pay him 30, but they're 30 of them. So it only costs them 130th. Somehow, in their anger of not being able to figure it out, that eludes them. I don't know what the problem is. The answer is they didn't want to spend money, and who wants to lose? So they're already sore losers as they start losing, even though it's only costing them 130th. So whatever the value over here is, assuming nobody really had any money, but Shimshin didn't have any money either. So you would think their exposure over here, they're pooling their resources, what's the big deal? But it gives you an insight into who you're dealing with. They didn't want to lose, and they're robbers and thieves and terrorists, and therefore they're not interested in losing, even though if the total value of the package was $300, or $3,000, I say 300 per person, so each one's only paying 300 what's the big deal? It would have cost the Chimshin 3000 Interestingly enough, they don't say Beferish during the negotiations and then during their terrorist tactics on his wife that it was unfair. That's why I left the Pesach before it's possible, and I have no problem halakhically in this scenario, if he has some riddle they can't possibly solve because he's just doing this to have a cease to kill people because they're terrorists. But it doesn't sound like that. It sounds like it was a very difficult riddle, but if they would just walk around the countryside and look for clues, they'd be able to figure it out. But they were probably too lazy to do that. So they got annoyed. It's easier to threaten to torture his wife than to look around the countryside to see if there are any uh, things they can give him a clue. So that's what we're dealing with. The terrorists don't grow overnight. They're usually first thieves and they're just not nice people. Yes? That's right. They're good for nothings. Yeah. Yeah. Even though they know they have to... Right. The last guy, the last guy lost. Yeah. That's right. Gamblers have to have two issues, two possible issues. One's a smart to look on you. There's really a gun of because the other guy didn't plan on losing. The other one is even if you get with the smart if he does that for a living, quote-unquote, he's a good for nothing, which means... He wants something for nothing, and he does nothing with his life, nothing intelligent and nothing constructive, and yeah, that's the other reason we puzzle them. So it gives you an insight to who we're dealing with, and I prefer that shot, that it was a difficult real, but not impossible, because Shimshin wanted to do it in a way that looks like a real fight, and I have reason to be upset. It ends up, at the end of this story, he's going to have more reason to be upset, because not only did you not pay up and you claimed you found the answer, but you found it illegally, you also threatened my wife to burn the house down on her head, which they're going to end up doing anyway. And you caused her to betray me. So you're going to have more reasons than even bargained for. And that's what we're dealing with. We're dealing with a bunch of gun-open terrorists, and that's exactly why he's told to strike back. So don't at any point, even for a moment, feel bad for these people, even though that could happen, especially if anybody is liberal-minded. Uh, nobody here, but... Uh, you can move a story, you can say he's killing uh, innocent people. Nobody here is innocent. They all have been terrorizing Kleisel and killing and wounding a lot of people for years. And that's why the Mitzvah is Shimshin is sent to at least make a ration. It's easy to lose that in, in today's mindset that they forget who the perpetrators are and who the victims are. So whenever you strike back, they start screaming and yelling, you're hurting innocent people. You can you can lose that, as as we've seen. Yes. Why 
That's what's fascinating. They don't, Ovdiyah Vana Zara, most often, don't really believe in anything in particular, whatever fancies them at the time, and they'll take on another one or another one, a religion, they don't care what religion. And to marry a Jew, even though they were officially the enemy, was a status symbol, as it is today. With all the anti-Semitism, as I mentioned, there are books selling all over the world. How to marry a Jew, Rahman Aslan, in six easy steps. If for somebody who's not liked very much and always being attacked in the world scene, uh, why they want to marry us so much? It was a status symbol. It's considered chashu. They were always, in this society, they were considered more intelligent, and they uh, they uh, made money, and they were this. It's the same thing that goes on today. So they looked up. This is considered chashu. Otherwise, it's strange. Like why, if they were so stark in their vodazar, how can you marry somebody from a different religion? That didn't bother them at all. It didn't phase them. And they're ready to make a party and act like they're all friendly. Until they're not. So that was what was unique. There was not. I don't believe an official war going on. There was uh, called peace, or if you ask the police, what are you doing? Well, we didn't declare war on anybody. You just we generally terrorized the countryside, and what? I I don't even know if they called it. They they felt that it sounds like the same story. Is that it's really our land, and you're living here, and you invaded, and therefore we can do whatever we want in our terrorist activity, but we also can choose when to be friendly, and he's a good guy, nice, strong, healthy young man from a good family, and we're okay with that. Unfortunately, that's the case today. You can have, um, there's intermarriage. There's intermarriage. Yeah. There are people who get it like, look at them, what are you thinking? Uh, but it can happen. So this family, interesting, they weren't attacked by their own people because their own people understood, well, this guy, not too from anyway, he acted it, and he's a traitor and a renegade, and you'll take him in, but that's the part he was trying to play. But they didn't say, he's Jewish, fat, we don't want to, that much they didn't uh, pretend to hate anybody. That's not unusual, unfortunately. So that's the riddle, and he throws out the question, and sets the terms very clearly. Now for the riddle. Pasuk Yudalim. Vayer Melahem. Now keep in mind, everybody sitting here knows the answer. So I don't want to hear comments like that. Anybody can get that. My five-year-old son can guess this one. So He can if he's been following this year for a long time. It's a tough riddle, if not impossible, but improbable. It's not easy. Let me just say the riddle and then we'll... Vayer Melahem. Ma'achal. So you can teach me'achal, you have a dead animal, a carcass, so many other animals and crows and things, ravens and things like that will want to eat it, or me'achal, lushan, that a lion eats other people. But from the lion, he's referring to the lion, yatza ma'achal, which is unusual. A swarm of bees landed there, Shem put them there, and made a very nice stash of honey. And he had good Michael, which was edible and kosher, as we explained at the beginning of the shir. Me'az means the strong, strongest of animals, the king of the animal kingdom. Also, the very ferocious, tough animal came a sweet product. And all listening, and they said, that's a good one. And they're thinking, thinking, and three days go by, mind you, they have Shevard Brachas, whenever he brought this up, they have the rest of the Shevard Brachas. 
Three days went by and already they're getting nervous about their wallets because they figured how difficult can a riddle be? Yes? That's, that's what I put in. So it sounds, it sounds well. Yeah, of course, so he wanted to give him something that's a hop, right? If they walk around, the carcass was uh, half a mile out of town. Walk around and they... No, somebody should notice it. You sound like a city boy. You're saying they went to their apartment, they got to their car, they went to work, no one saw it. People walked around and you'd see from a distance, if you'd ever see an animal carcass, like a lion's carcass here, the whole neighborhood would know, but you'd see at a distance, you'd have a thing with flies buzzing around and ravens, and then all, you get close, you see bees. Obviously, you see honey, it's an unusual sight. You find it. It wasn't in Alaska. Yeah, okay, but it's uh, We city people, even in Muncie, we don't, Muncie we walk around less, even though we have more places to walk. <laughs> get in the car quicker. But people used to walk around, not so... That's so strange. It wasn't a uh, hundred miles away. That's what I'm saying. It's, it's possible, just from the Cheshire point of view, you don't really have to explain it because they're all high Misa, Bizarre, Devadazar, and they're Reitzman. So he didn't really need an excuse, but it's easier to say that there shouldn't be an Anachil or Shemi told us something we can't possibly know. The riddle was tricky, and it's not easy to figure out, but you know what? Not every riddle is so easy to find out, but if it's possible, figure it out. But they're not interested. They say, no, we tried for three days. By the way, they probably didn't think about it all three days. They're drinking a lot. <laughs> they have other things they do in party, party mode. And they say, well, we tried, we can't have it, so let's terrorize his wife. That's not the, uh, let's, let's uh, needle her and get the, uh, have her crutch a lot, and then we'll get the answer. Which is what they're going to do. That's not... Good, but fair is fair, and if this is true, and the freshman would say this, that it was possible to figure out the answer, instead of sending out people, what do they have uh, in camp, they have these uh, games, so they capture the flag, we have to like go out, like use your legs, and go out and look for clues. Yeah, so there's a way to do it, and it was not 100 miles out. But they're not interested in that, because they're terrorists and got of them, so they... Tried whatever trying means between their, between their drinking and their sleeping and whatever else they're doing. And they tried. So let's go bother his wife. Wife says she doesn't know, which she really didn't know. And uh, they told her that's not an excuse. You better find out or else we're going to kill you. So that, <laughs> so or else we're going to kill you. They're each shipping in 30 shekel or 300 shekel. And then, and now they're up to murder already. The answer is that's what we're dealing with. And that's exactly what Shimshin is sent to make a ration on them. So for three days they couldn't figure it out. Pasik Zarashi says Yamashvi was Shabbos. That's significant here. It doesn't mean the seventh day. They weren't that patient. They didn't wait that long. Rashi says it was not the seventh day of the Zayimei Mishnah. It was only the fourth day because they only tried for three days and they asked it on day number one. So. They're only halfway through, and they're already out of patience, and it was on Shabbos. So the Mepharshim says, and what's significant that we're pointing out is on Shabbos? The answer is that Shabbos is the only day they can get to her without him around. Why is that? Because if you're Shimshon Hatzadik, you don't want to spend Shabbos with these Goyim. Not his Hebron even though they're sent to be with him for seven days. Shabbos, he needed some Menucha, and he wanted to sing Miras and learn, and... Uh, 
do his own thing, which is Kedusha Shabbos, and not spend it with them. So she's now there. He went to a Bes Medrash a few kilometers away, just within the Tchum, and they now have access. And they're going to tell her in no uncertain terms. They say in Staten Island, this is called explaining it to somebody. So you'll read in Tesvah, You better coerce your husband into telling you the answer, so you can tell us the answer. Otherwise, we're going to burn you and burn your house down and burn your father's house down. This was not an idle threat, because even after they get the answer, they're going to end up doing this. So it gives you an insight into who we're dealing with. Are you here to make us all poor? Now, talk about the people who cried wolf. Uh, poor? As I told you, whatever the number was, they're chipping in at one thirtieth. So it couldn't have been that astronomical. But the way they look at it, they don't want to pay any Jews any money, and then we'll lose his bet. And what are you trying to do? Make us poor? So you ask him, why weren't they already up in arms about the wedding? So as long as he's bringing in food and drink, and his father comes up and puts all the beer on the table for the Shalom Zacher, they're okay. Shalom Zacher didn't happen yet. As a matter of fact, it won't happen. But as long as he's bringing food and drink, we're okay. You want to dance a little bit, so it's, uh, it's the horror, so we don't mind. <laughs> but as soon as it starts costing us money, we're not interested, and it's a pretty violent threat, just the way they're talking. That's pretty violent. And they're going to do it by the end of the story for a different reason, even though she gets the answer out of him, and she immediately goes into action. Now you'll say, in defense of her, she's a little bit scared. Or more than a little bit scared. Shimshin has a reputation as a very capable person. Doesn't have the reputation he's going to have after this Maisie yet, but instead of starting to cry and fetch on the third day of the Shevard Brothers, well, she at least talked about it for and said, what should I do? They threatened me. She doesn't give a clue. She, in a very sly way, starts complaining to Shimshin. and says, you're my husband? You don't trust me? What's the answer to the riddle? He said, I didn't even tell my parents, which he didn't, by the way, for safety reasons. Why should I tell you? I didn't say that now. Just looking forward to next week. Is that an answer? She, she was alarmed them, but she wouldn't. She could have said, well, okay, Yazavish. Did your parents even say, okay? There's a lot to say on this matter, which we're not going to do now. But she's going to start crying and quetching in a big way and driving him a sugar that he is going to give in. And I think the Pashup Shave here is that was not part of the plan. So we'll just see Tess Zion. I'm going to end off on a bad note, but Tesva wasn't too good either. But Tevk, Eshes, Shimshin, Allah, Vatemer, Rak, Sinesani, Velay, Ahav, Tani. We just got married, and you hate me. You didn't include me in your secret. Hachidah, Chadeta, Levnei Ami. That already is a very telling expression. Levnei Ami? Excuse me? Levnei Ami? If a ger or geris would be talking like that, we wouldn't take them as a ger. It's not your nation anymore. You don't have to be mean to them, but you can't choose sides and be on the wrong side. It shows where her allegiance is. He's uh, my people. Got to help him out. 
You threw out a riddle, and she didn't say they came to me and threatened to burn the house down. And I'm just a curious, she's playing the part, I'm just a curious wife, and it's like an interesting riddle when I hear they're really discussing it, and there's a whole tumult about it. I'm curious, what's the answer? So this Pasek goes after the first conversation where she asked that, and he said, I can't tell you. And then she asked again, and then she started crying, and then she made the allegation, you hate me. And the expression is, you hate me, you don't love me. She used every angle possible. And he answers, I didn't even tell my parents, why should I tell you? She's not going to be satisfied with this, and she's not going to let up. And it's going to get pretty toxic, because he's going to give in. The reason he's going to give in is because Shalom Bayes is a great Sazach. And the nice thing about Shalom Bayes is normally when I would advise people to give in, it's because they should give in, and she's a good lady, and you should give in. Over here, the question is, what are we starting with in the first place, and was this necessary? And as I mentioned twice, it's questionable whether this is what he thought he was getting. And he didn't plan on having a fight with her. He planned on having a fight with them. But she now identifies with them. So on that positive note, we're not going to get to the Messias Hashem. I think you picked it up. It's a step in the right direction. Mitzvah Shem uh, next week.